Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to a much ballyhoo delay on the Jimmy Plumbo Show. That's right. That's because my voice was hurting me the last couple of days, and uh, Chris had some meetings, and we were busy doing this, that, and the other thing. We could not get to it, but my voice had to be rested till today, Wednesday, live here at 1231 from downtown Mawa and also downtown Matawan, New Jersey. This is the Jimmy Palumbo Show. I'm Jimmy Palumbo, your host. This is show number 79, and I've got the world-famous Chris Gucci behind the glass. Chris, happy how you to, doing I'm today? happy to be back. I can't even tell. Like, I've been so scattered. You called me Giancarlo the other day. You're like Giancarlo. You're hurt all the time. You're a mess. Yeah, man. If you were on the Mets, I wouldn't see you for two years. You'd be hurt. I know. Um, I know. Kidney stone issue, you. but I'm back. I'm good to go. I'm raring to go on yes, the Jimmy man. Palumbo Show, baby. Congratulations on you and Dave. Uh, the, my audience doesn't know Dave and Chris will be doing a pilot thing uh, for Mojo, the Mojo, Mojo app. Is that what it is? Mojo. It's a, it's essentially right. like the stock market for sports. Stock I'm market excited. for sports. I'm excited about it. It's a kind of massive opportunity, and yeah, massive opportunity. No question. Well, that's great. Listen, you work hard, things go your way. They'll still be doing chop sports stuff, but for the next 10 weeks, they're going to be laser focused on this new pilot deal, which can, you know, make something happen. I think, the, and the company's owned by A-Rod, which, you know. That makes it so much cooler, that. honestly. Oh, it makes it cooler? Yeah, no, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm an A-Rod guy. Time I, is it, oh, that's right. You're an A-Rod guy. I know Dave. Dave loves A-Rod. Um but as a Yankee fan, we got to bust balls on A-Rod. That's just what we do. But no, A-Rod, listen, he's one of the best players of all time on paper. Um, but this is show number Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy I'm not going to ba- I'm not gonna bash my boss, my new boss. No, on, of course not. I'm just, I'm, listen, <laughs> no, I was having course. fun with A-Rod. Of course, of me? course. A-Rod's well aware that people bust his balls. Um, but listen, that's a great break. I hope you guys kick ass and uh, God bless. Hopefully you'll have time to do my show. I might be no, looking we'll be, for my we'll, fifth we'll be behind the glass. Um, but anyway, this is show number 79. And that's right. Now, again, I was going to go with D Hardison who played for the giants in the eighties, but I decided, you know, I can't do that. And then I was going to go with number 79 Roosevelt Brown, a nine time pro bowler and um, won a couple of, uh, you know, when they before the Super Bowls, the Giants used to win championships. Nobody cares about that, sadly. But you know what I got to go with? Chris, I got to go with Class of 79, Jimmy Palumbo, St. John Vianney in downtown Colonia, New Jersey. Ooh. I went one through eight. It's my graduating year. Um, I'm looking through my little book here. And um, I found actually found my little yearbook from there. And I was voted most lovable. <laughs> most lovable what happened lovable. that's the question what know. happened and you no, know what we, I, love, I, you. we I, love you jim i was looking at this and um i'm looking at most lovable jimmy palumbo my cousin john what well, he probably won what did he win probably won smartest or most likely succeed or something like that but i'm looking through this uh book here my cousin john won best dressed we wore uniforms <laughs> what is that uh, i was always a sloppy mess unfortunately i went i was looking through we actually lost some people and I felt I should give a shout out to uh, Billy Reichert, who passed away, Joe Scardeville, who passed away, and um, one other person here as I fumble through the boxes here. And Maureen Morrison passed away a pretty long time ago. Um, but I, I still got some friends that I, you know, uh, 
from St. John Vianney. I mean, obviously my cousin John's family, but he's also a friend. Um, I got Dave Ben. Uh, my buddy Dave Ben, I went through – let me ask you. Well, I went one through eight, St. John's, nine through 12, Colonia High, and then four years of Rutgers. So I did the full 16 years. This kid was always – That's incredible. Isn't that weird? He's the only one. Pat Calicchio went to uh, St. Thomas High School. But my teachers, Sister Celeste, Miss Monahan, Martelli, Stevens, Rishkana, Miss Souter, Sister Grace, Mrs. Benson, Mrs. Sackett, Mrs. Mulligan. My all-time favorite, of course, was uh, Mrs. Foster, who was a member of Springwood getting involved. Miss Sislo, Sharky, Stenzel, Sister Rose Magdalene, and my first grade teacher, Mrs. Lohr. And some, you know, some people I still talk to, Bobby Dalton and uh, Fred Evans, and uh, just trying to rattle off some names, people I still talk to. Phil LaFerrera, come on, Big Phil. Uh, Bobby Bass, Billy Vesey, Kenny Wallace, I talk to every now and then. Martin Carney's on my Facebook. Um, Brian Costello. Brian Costello won fastest runner. I love that. Then you got Kenny Rogers. I used to play ball with him. Uh, my first crush was uh, Monica Malarney getting involved. Class of 79. I know this segment's going long, but what the hell? It's my show. Um, Denise Vela, Lisa Verdi, Geraldine Kaminsky, Donna Morsilla. She's still involved with the parish over there. Nikki Vete, adorable, cute girl. She was my acting coach for a while, too, in L.A. Irene Plaska, uh, Kathy Rich, and uh, Mary-Kate Fagan. All these people. It's so funny. Uh, Elise Gladowski. And... Um, that's about it. A bunch of other names nobody cares about. But it's class of 79, St. John's, Bond Forever. We got to have a reunion. So what would that be? 79 would be 21. That's 43 years ago. Is that possible? Oh, my God. Did I just age myself? So that's it. Class of 79, St. John Vianney, which all the Palumbos went to. Um, so I got to ask you, uh, what is your 79? You were probably bro, bro. The seventy nine. I'm. I was reeling on the seventy nine because. Uh, by the way, there was nothing for the Giants either. It's rare because I look through it and there's a bunch of names that stand out to me that players that I've heard of, but I really don't know shit about any of them. Backstories on none. There's nothing prevalent in, in Yankee baseball. There's nothing good in Packer football. There's a nothing. few Cowboys. But like Any, anything Brown, in your life, 79, anything, 79, my parents were, were married in 79. So I guess All that's right, the one well, that. uh, anniversary of my parents getting married, 1979. And I just got to say, I'm so thrilled to be moving on from the 60s and the 70s. It was trying yeah, times. It was tough. That 20 was tough. weeks. We knew going into it Listen, when we, when we, we got through have, the 50s, it was going to be a 20, rough stretch. There's only 20 weeks left of this segment because after 99, you and I have to have a big meeting. <laughs> what are we going to open the show with? So you're going to go. I think we'll come up with something. In my parents That's got it. married in '79. And, listen, they and made my the brother and made my job. brother the a day later. There you go. So um, that's funny. Um, so there you go. That's it. So we got the uh, the Gucci wedding and the class of '79. Say John Vianney. Can't be anything of that. All right. Well, listen. Another thing we got to do. Uh, please go to Patreon and support my lovely show. Now, last week, I did a horrific job. You were gone. I didn't know what I was doing. I dropped papers all over the floor. But I wanted to rattle off, because there's not all that many, my Patreon, The Fine 13. It's Alex Stetsena, Mary Eileen Riccardi, Big Mike Demosi, my mom, my cousin Joey, Robert Pastor, my Kappa Sig buddy, James Kanowitz, my website guy, 
Jimmy Riccardi, my nephew, John Henry Riccardi, my nephew, Eric Palumbo, my nephew, Mike Caprio, cornholelevel.com, getting involved. Frank Palumbo, finally, my brother comes in with a late, and he is, in fact, uh, giving a little bit more than the uh, $10 a month. The premium, the premium VIP. Oh, he you got to oh, look, he he's going to hold you accountable now. No, he, he, he put a decent amount in there. I, think I might have to, like, clean his bathroom twice a week. I That's don't know. what I'm getting at, you know, uh, some accountability also, on the Patreon. Another fan, Daryl Clark, a big LSU fan. I got to give him a shout out. Um, so those are my 13. Go to Patreon. If you like, if you like the show, support the show, God bless America. Um, and that is that. So that's my Patreon, but you got to go to Instagram. You got to get involved. I really, I got new marketing people doing stuff now. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a bit here. Keep the papers low when you move them. So it doesn't go in front of the camera because it messes yeah, your know, beautiful. I got to compliment the background. I got to compliment the background. I got to compliment the background. Well, right? so, I, I, the uh, NY, we're going to get to that in a second. But what's what we're doing now is, and you missed this last week, and this is the weight, uh, the weight situation. I'll leave it at say. Every week I change it to a different word situation, and it's sponsored by your friend and mine, Absolute Eyewear. That's right. The opticians for the gods. Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. Give them a call. Craig and Janine, they got everything over there. Full service optical, prescription eyewear, prescription sunglasses, safety glasses, sports glasses, the whole bit. They got glasses for the kids, Chris. They got contacts, eye exam, things are done on site. They're good people. Um, and you know what? Listen, you, you get $100 off a complete pair. If you mention this show, repeat, complete pair. They're open five days a week. Of course, they're closed Wednesdays. Why are they closed Wednesdays? That's, that's going to be softball Wednesdays, of course. Yes. And they're closed on Sundays. Why? Football Sunday, that's, even in the offseason. And the undefeated football giants are on the air on Sundays, and therefore they can't do anything. Um, and that's great. And they got all kinds of stuff there. Um, Ray-Ban, Coach. Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Cause, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar. And recently, Oakley, as in Charles Oakley. <laughs> they got Oakley glasses there. Go check it out. We love them. They've been with us from the very beginning. They rock. You can call them 732-326-EYES. <laughs> Absolute eyewear, sponsor of this fine segment. Now, uh, as your phone rings, that's okay. Here's the deal. Wasn't we mine. decided my weight was 199 last week, and we decided to do the pound and a half a week. So, Jimmy Palumbo getting involved here from the Omni comes in at 197.5, just getting under the pound and a half. I've been a little better this week. Um, Still not where I need to be. I think I really need to pound it. But I started playing pickleball again. Got it going. Eating a little better. I've been home. So I did the pound and a half when I was asked to do. I wanted a little more. And I didn't. Maybe next week. So we're at 197.5. It's a slow and steady wins the race. As long as you're That's dropping right. a little bit. A pound and a half a week is the pace you're supposed to lose weight. Right. The key is to stay disciplined when you're at that point where you you kind of plateau a little bit say you get down to close to where you want to be that's where it's going to get harder well I, I will tell you this even though i'm not losing the kind of the kind of weight i'd like to lose um i would um uh i would 
I, the one thing I definitely am aware more when I eat. Now I've had some bad days, and I'll explain uh, coming up. But I, I, I'm definitely more aware of at least, at least I'm aware when I'm being a piece of shit. Now I got to fix on avoiding that. But so then we'll it just there. plays on your mental, um, your mental right. health as well as now, your physical health. With this weight thing, listen. Maybe some people are bored by it, but it's my health. I may not, I may not make it every week. I, I, I could, I could gain a pound next week. That's the, the point of it is it can't be all good news. Some weeks is going to be shitty. Anyway, um, we'll talk really briefly uh, about the Yankees. Now, um, the show was delayed. I would have been a little more harsh over the weekend, but the Yankees are still listen. I'm, I'm turn. I'm, I'm going to change the tune on the Yankees with me. I'm going to forget what happened April, May, and June. And to me, this is a Yankee team that stinks, that's flawed. But you know what? They're trying to claw their way into the playoffs. You just got to forget what happened early in the year. It's not Look, the same roster. It's not the same team. I think that and this team is the team that the Yankees are. The team you got right now. This is it. They're not as bad now, as they were over the bad stretch, and they're not as good as they were in the beginning. But what they are right, right now, they're above 500 baseball right. team the, the, that's going to potentially they, they make are, some noise. We'll see. The, the game, the, some of the games last week, that doubleheader, that first game was just the lineup was. I mean, I was expecting you or Dave to pinch hit in the seventh. I mean, you know, uh, it was just a brutal lineup um, due to in, you know guys were out of the lineup. But listen, they came back and won two out of three against the Rays. And, uh, you know, with a triple-A lineup, a couple of those games. Um, of course, Hicks was awful. I think that play, him holding himself on the wall. with the, was, was the, like one a, of the worst things that I've seen from a yeah, guy that's I, struggling I don't know at what, the plate. And that's one area I'm going to blame Boone a little bit. Because, listen, some people don't like Hicks. But he was never this bad. So, I, I, that's when you got to, like, that's when the manager's got to, some coaches hate, you know. And even you know what? Maybe a little Aaron Judge. Someone's got to say, "Hey, Aaron." Or, or at least right. when there's some when there's certain guys that are you keep them in the lineup because their glove is so worth it. Aaron Hicks right. is. Glove I, is I don't worth think it. Aaron Hicks. He's not um, that guy. <laughs> like that kind of a. Listen, he may not be a good hitter anymore, but he's not. Neither was Gardner, but like Gardner wouldn't have done. Like it, it's just not. It's out of character for him. So, um. But listen, I'll be shocked if they win the series. But in a weird way, and last night's game against the Red Sox was awesome. I mean, Judge, uh, I mean, he's got 57 homers. I mean, uh, you know. Now, is that um, is that home runs or is that uh, the amount of millions of dollars the Yankees are going to have to pay well, him this uh, offseason uh, per uh, season? Because I man, think the oh, Yankees are um, – two things are going to happen. The Yankees are going to pay more, number one, or another team's just going to come up with like, uh, it's, it's not going to be money. It's going to be the years. Um, like I said, my attitude is real simple. <laughs> if Lindor's making $34 million a year, remember a time way back, oh, Lindor's got almost as much RBIs. It's like, and by the way, let's, let's settle this. Aaron Judge, for the, I think, is by far, by far, the best player in the league. It's not close. Home runs, RBIs, his average is high, and he hits tying home runs. These aren't, you know, Danny Tartar. And home runs. and he's just playing center field now. He's playing right. the and hardest position in the outfield, and he makes it look really easy, and almost he's not like a Shaq. It's like he's Shaq not an he's, asshole. He's robbing I mean, home I, runs without trying. The Yankees have to sign him. I'm sorry, hey, hey dude. Sorry, you know. As um, as we talk about Aaron Judge, I just get the update. Aaron Judge won't rule out Red Sox. Of course he won't. His agent is not ruling out anybody. Yeah, that's listen, I don't care. You know what? But to be honest with you, the Aaron Judge signing, I don't care about. It's the fact he's having an incredible year. 
I I hope he hopes, I hope he hits sixty home runs in the in the uh, in in one hundred fifty four games, which is really yeah. a shot. He, he needs three. He needs three home runs in twelve games to tie Babe Ruth. So four well, in twelve to pass him. Right. The best. That's very you know, doable. Well, the cool thing is to tie him. Even if it goes down to the last game of the season, it's always a chance you can hit three. You know what I mean to tie it. So I'd like to him to get one more. And then you say, "Hey, look, I know it's hard to hit three home runs, but like you know, say you say you won the division, you just go up there. You know, even if they're like pitching your way, you just try to hit bombs. Anyway, the Yankees." They're just not as good anymore, but they're still in it. And, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, the best team in the league is still the Mets. Of course, if you live in New York, that's all you hear about is Mets, 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 Mets. Well, the Dodgers. And they're, they're only a half a game up in the division because Atlanta never goes away. <laughs> what a team. Atlanta to me is so funny. They, they've they been good for 30 years now. It's nuts. Um, anyway, Mets are still playing good ball. They got a decent roster. But let's get to more important things. My McScarlet Knights, bro, two and zero. Oh. They played Linden this weekend. Um, they they originally had Carteret on the schedule. They upgraded. Their, they went from they thought Carteret wasn't good enough, so they switched to Linden, aka Wagner. Um, the game it was a scrimmage meant nothing means nothing to me. Um, the only thing is that the only thing we're getting out of these games is that. I think the third string quarterback, <laughs> Evan Simon, is out playing uh, Wimsat, if you ask me. That's interesting. And Vedral, as soon as he's healthy, will come back and play. But you know what? You play a bad team at home, you have some fun. You know what I loved about it? They blew him out. That's what you got to do. I don't care about the shutout. They won 63 to 7, wherever it was. I love that. There were days, listen, I watched the Rutgers lose to Villanova in football, I watched them lose to New Hampshire. Uh, some bad temple losses, but listen, I'm going to dream for a little bit here. Okay. I've been a Rutgers fan since 1983. We really only had one good year. 2006. He asked me maybe another few years in there. We were better, but um, we played temple this week at the, uh, at the link, whatever that place is called. I still call it the vet temple stinks, but they're still a division one team. They got a new coach. There's a high probability Rutgers really should win this game. So we'll put it as it should, right? But anything can happen. I'm aware of that. This is the game we went to last year. Rutgers pasted Temple last right. year. So so now there'll be 3-0. And who comes into town? The high-flying Big Ten, Iowa. Fortunately, Iowa's not flying so high. They're flying very low. They have one of the worst offenses in the country. I think it's a perfect opponent to play our first real badass team. Um, Iowa doesn't put points on the board. Our defense, I think, is better. Wouldn't it just be, if I can just dream, if Rutgers is 4-0 and the following week they play, I mean, there might be a buy in between. No, the following week they play um, Ohio State. And Ohio State's going to be 4-0. How great would that be from for me and my Scarlet Knight nation to be 4-0? Now, granted, we could celebrate that maybe till about three minutes into the game, but that is like, that's the best three minutes. As a matter of fact, my thing is this, if we're four and we play Ohio state and they punt before they score or we score first, that that's like, a win. That's a win, right? Like in other words, you're playing Ohio state, you're both four and and they just punt it. So, um, and you know, it's they're, killing they're not, they're not going to punt. Okay. I will tell you this. You heard it here first. 
I, I've been watching Ohio State. They're so good. But you know what? They haven't really – they haven't even hit on all cylinders yet. I know. So that's you never just, know. That's and listen, Alabama looks like shit. Some, some of the good teams haven't figured it out yet. But we're so overmatched there. But you know what? Hey, one thing about college football is they're, they're 20 years old, these kids. You get it in their head. You, Chris, when you were 20 and you were hitting on a chick at the bar and you just thought you could get her, you, you, you were a better player, right? Yeah, so, and like the, the receivers on Ohio State is what's – they're just no, so good. Listen, they're good. Nah, listen, I'm kidding around. All I want is, you know what I want at the end? I want to hear the announcer go, and at the end of the first quarter here, Ohio State, 10, Rutgers, 6. We'll be right back. That's even a win. Like, well, I, I'm literally going to be, I'm going to text during that game what I think is the win so far. Like, even maybe 10 nothing at the end of the first quarter, depending on how, how they scored, if they score on a quick touchdown, that's, it can't be a shutout. If it's 10 3, that's a win. You it agree? could be like, and it also, what do you think is more likely, 10 nothing or like 28 nothing? End of one. You know what? You know what? We, you, listen, I, we played them like seven times since we joined the Big Ten. We've been down 28 nothing a lot the first quarter. My prediction is this Rutgers will be covering the spread at the half. That's my prediction. That's all okay. I'm saying. Fair enough. All right. So anyway, you know what it is? You know why, Chris? Because September is Rutgers football. <laughs> That's all I got to say. That's our month, bro. And I'll fact, give you we, that. We, last year we, was, what, did you go 3-0 and last year? Yeah. We don't, but we didn't beat anybody. Well, Boston College is 0-2, so they might stick. But listen, September, look, the end of August and September is our time, okay? I think we play them October 1st, though. That's bad. Wish, wish we played them on Friday night. Anyway. Uh, that should be fun. So Rutgers two and zero. I love it. I'm enjoying it. I'm aware that there's issues, but you know what? Hey, second thing is, and this I gotta shove all the way up. Fucking chop sports ass. Excuse my language. Let me tell you something. The football giants came in. Oh, Tennessee. I listen to you guys all the time. Oh, Henry's the. All of a sudden, Henry is the greatest running back. The well, Titans, I mean, he he got, is. He okay. is. Let's First not all, react. And I he predicted is. he got. I predicted he got shut down. He did nothing. He was a non-factor in the game. The Giants, they were up 13-0. Play calling, suspect on the Titans. I'll give you that. But listen, Barkley had lunch with Aaron Judge before the game. I don't know if you heard this. And Aaron Judge said, hey, dude, simple. Just play awesome, and you shove it up everybody's ass. That's just what he did. Barkley looked very good. And I'm not a fan of Barkley. I thought it was the worst draft pick they've ever made. But you know what? He played good. He caught passes. He ran hard. He was into it. It was awesome. They were down 13-0. They crawled back. And listen, what, best move ever. First game for a coach. This should be unwritten rule. If you're a first-year coach, first game, and you tie the game with under a minute to go, you got to go for the two. Your fan base is never – no fan base is going to hate you for that. Love the coach. Love I watched the him the whole the, – the way he was coaching, in-game coaching, when he got yep. in Daniel Jones' ass. had – he grabbed Daniel Jones, pulled him aside, and he chewed him out. Right, great. It was a bad and, interception. And and I will say this too: he chewed him out. He deserved to get chewed out. Uh, Brian Dable is the same guy that brought Josh Allen along. Right, Josh Allen wasn't supposed to be as good as he is. Yep. Brian Dable is a large uh, influence on that success. Number Listen. one, number two, you got to tip your hat to Daniel Jones because yep. look, the guy sucks, but he Wait, does not waver. Though. He does time not out, waver. Though. Time out though. He makes some bad look, plays, but he played well. 
But you know what? That's what I'm saying. People are going, oh, God, what a disaster. No, he wasn't. Watch the NFL. Daniel Jones had a fine game. He played I know, uh, He played well. He, he makes some he, bad mistakes. He, he made He's got to take care of the ball because when he yep. makes his mistakes, they're brutal. Dude, his progressions were good. But he's, you know, I he love looked the, good. He looked good. Tell you another difference the Giants haven't had in two years. How about they used six, seven wide receivers, including my boy Kadarius Tony, who, you know what I love? He Pretty much he said it. The guy, Dable said, you know, he didn't practice enough, so I'm rotating other guys in. And well, you know yeah, what? I was You're I was concerned that. with 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 Kadarius Tony's usage for my fantasy teams because I have him well, in a lot of leagues. But don't, seven listen, plays, I think he'll be fine. I'm not I'm not he'll be I'm fine. not pulling the plug on it's that. It's gonna yet. be a huge factor. But listen, I don't know the Giants. I don't know what they're doing, but still, you know what? Big win. Rutgers won. Giants won. God bless America. And now it's time. Sponsored by CornholeLevel.com, my brother's favorite part of the show. My brother hates cornhole. He likes the product, cornhole level, but he's like me. Cornhole is an odd thing. But if you're into cornhole, which the whole nation is right now, you got to go to cornholelevel.com. Why, Chris? Because if you have a cornhole board in your backyard and it's not level, it's embarrassing. You're not going to get laid if your cornhole level's flat or on like an angle. You got to have it at the right angle, to, fro, up, down. All you got to do is go to cornholelevel.com, type in JP Show, get your 20% off the entire order. They're $19.95. Save your $1.90 right there. Okay. This thing works. It's awesome. It's a little gadget, hooks on the hole. It's a great stocking stuffer. It's a great gift. If you if guys like me, if I, when I go to like a, a, you know, a backyard party and everybody's playing cornhole instead of talking to chicks, I'm like, guys. I bring the girl over. Let her, let her show how to use this thing, so you have a proper leveling board. That's what you got to have, Chris. Because I know you're you're the kind of guy. You don't play cornhole, okay? You're more of a horseshoes guy, real metal, real man, mm. right? But yeah. you know what? Sometimes the girls are playing cornhole, you know, because it's the easiest game in the world to learn. And I said, give me twenty minutes. I'm as good as anyone at the barbecue. And and next thing you know, you 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 got a proper leveling board. And if you go to cornholelevel.com, that's what you get. Put in JP Show, 20% off your entire order. Big shout out to Mike Caprio, the owner of cornholelevel.com. He is my second, second baseman behind Mitch Fishman. So uh that is that. Now, uh, we gotta do the world famous, and I think ESPN's picking up this now. As I, as I bring the paper <laughs> to annoy your soul, we got to do the second week stinks list. And here we go. Are you ready, Chris? I'm because quite, I'm not something sure I'm the, ready for this one. I think the greatest, honest. the greatest weeks ever are when the Cowboys and Packers lose at chop sports. It's the greatest thing you and you and Dave, you guys sound so stupid on the air. You don't know what to say. You're covering. It's like, Oh, but poor Dave, they they've been the Cowboys have been so irrelevant. They weren't the Cowboys. They'd be so irrelevant. They haven't done anything in twenty six years. But I hate to see all these guys getting hurt. Dak getting hurt. That stinks for the league. I never like when a quarterback gets hurt. It's like even Brady. Um, it's like you don't want anybody to get hurt. But the Packers look like shit as they did last week. But the Cowboys looked even worse. So my stinks list is as follows: Miami Dolphins are now good. Buffalo Bills good. Oh, by the way, the three clarifications on the stinks list are stinks, average, good, very good. So here we go. Miami Dolphins, good. Buffalo Bills, good. Jets, stinks. Patriots, stink. And the Jets really stink. I feel bad for Dave's kid. 
Um, he's got to suffer at that young age as a big Jet fan that he is. Pittsburgh Steelers, average. Baltimore Ravens, average. Browns, average. Cincinnati Bengals, from very good to just good. Houston Texans, this whole thing, the whole AFC South, stink. Colts, stink. Jaguars, stink. Titans, stink. You lose the Giants on opening day, you stink. The Chargers, average. Kansas City Chiefs, very good. Vegas Raiders, stink. Broncos stink. They really do. I put the Eagles as average. The Commanders, average. New York Giants upgraded for the first time all year since we've been doing this. They are now average. I was going to put them at good. I just couldn't, couldn't do, do it. The Giants are average, and the Dallas Cowboys, for the first time, I think, since I've been doing this, they stink, and they, they stunk in that game. You can't show up your first game like that. Terrible. If you're supposed to be decent. Minnesota Vikings, average. Chicago Bears, average. Lions stink. Packers, for the first time, joining the Dallas Cowboys as stink. And the I'm only sorry. time. The only time. You can't, you cannot, you can't stink laying it. They were awful. Anyway, New Orleans Saints, average. Tampa Bay, very good. Hate to say it. Brady just, oh God. He just gets it. He, he, he's 57. He, he, he looks like he's 12. And he's arguing with his wife at home. He's got marital problems. Like, and, and like, what? I swear to God, if there's a nuclear attack on the United States and there's like no, nobody left, somehow Tom Brady will come out of some kind of bunker that he built and someone will hand him a football and he'll just throw three touchdown passes. Like, I guess this is a, if you hate Tom Brady, these are bad times. So I got to give Brady a very good Falcon stink, Panthers stink. And in the a NFC West, which everybody says is the best, I'm going average across the board. Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals, Rams, average, 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 because the Cardinals and the Rams lost. So we have now the stinks, 13 teams stink. That's up from 10. We have 14 averages up from 12. We over down only three good teams and only t two very good teams. And I think that's a fair assessment, Chris. I know you don't agree with them all. I don't but, agree with many, but okay. But you the, know what? The Packers, you could say they stink, but you know better than that. They don't stink. They're going to be fine. They played you know a lot I better to, in the second half. They I had, had two to bad put on the series Listen, and really two bad plays in the first half that cost line, them everything. Bottom line is, bottom line is, they were looked awful for the second year on opening day. Uh, but I think this was a different kind of stink than last year. Well, last year was just an anomaly. They got spanked. This game, right. they had some well, chances yes. even late. It's just they well, they couldn't cut it, but also, you know, out their starting left and right tackle and their wide receiver one. So it's three starters. We'll be all right. I'm I'm maintaining yeah, hope. I still say the guy doesn't have God to throw to because God. But the Packers, so the Packers team. are also favored ten points next week. So I know, but 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 I see a little little. Uh, they're approaching the iceberg. Um. Anyway, um. The uh this weekend at a crazy weekend. Um, I did stand up at a place called uh, Bad Seed Cider um, headline, a really cool place up by Poughkeepsie. And the weird thing was um, one of my fans, believe it or not, this kid, Chris Pelea, uh, he works at this place. And Chris, have you ever taken a ride up 17 or the thruway? There's this really cool thing. It's uh, there's a bridge way up there. It's not, it's about an hour for me. So it'll be about an hour and 45 minutes from you. It's called, uh, there's a, a bridge called the mid Hudson bridge. But right next to it, there used to be a big train line built in the you know, early 1900s. And it uh, burnt down in a fire. The top part of it did. 
So what they did was it sat vacant for 30 years. They put this cool walkway. So you get to walk across the Hudson River. And Hudson River is pretty wide up there. It's like gorgeous. You got to check this thing out. Look it up online. It's called the Mid-Hudson Walk Bridge. Beautiful. Totally cool. There's, there's all kinds of wineries and breweries up there. Totally worth like a weekend trip. Maybe you and your girl if you want to get away. Mm. But he, he met me. Uh, I was on my way to the stand-up. was only 10 minutes away. And he runs it. He's a, one of the um, guys who works for the state. And he showed me the whole thing. It was really cool. Um, and then uh, I, he came over to see the show, which was fun. Um, and we had uh, Jeff Gurian and um, this kid, Ronnie Fleming. They opened up for me. Uh, we did a weird thing, though. It was 30 minutes of Ronnie Fleming, then 20 minutes of uh, Jeff Gurian. And Jeff Gurian is also, uh, he's famous for being, he was like a dentist, a really good high-end dentist. And then he became a stand-up comic. He writes books about it. He writes articles about comedy. He's, he's a pretty cool dude. And um, But I tell you, this kid Ronnie, man, like, dude, he's a, he's a pure road comic. Like, he gets in his car, and he's got to drive from, like, like he, he lives in Pittsburgh. So he's got to drive from like Pittsburgh to Poughkeepsie to like Tom's river from Tom's river to like to Albany from Albany to Buffalo, from Buffalo to state college, from state college to Pittsburgh again, and maybe all the way to St. Louis. I mean, he's like on the road doing all kinds of gigs and you can see how relaxed he is on stage. He's not that old as a young kid. Maybe he's 30. Um, just really, I was just told, I was blown away by his lifestyle. Um, you know, it wears on him sometimes, but he gets to do stand-up comedy for a living and he makes his money by doing just gigs almost every other night at these various rooms set up by uh, this guy named Ron Heron, who's been good to me. And um, it was good. Now, my set, I came out, dude, I came out like, you know, throwing 100 miles an hour, bro. <laughs> it was like, boom, first four or five bits, boom, boom. I was like, oh, I got this, I got this. And then I don't know. The spotlight was in my face. I couldn't see the audience. And right around minute, ah, let's say around the 30 minute mark, 25, 30 minute mark, you know, just a couple of the engine lights were going on, but I knew I had enough fuel. And then I hit this like 10 minute thing where I couldn't, I couldn't get the engines on, man. <laughs> I was like, and Palumbo with his third walk. Trying to flick yeah. on all the switches. Oh, I was trying everything. I was going through. I, had to, I even asked one of the flight attendants to come up. Hey, does this look normal to you? But, uh, I saved it at the end. I, I, you know, this week I got a big show. I got big shows coming up. I got a big show in Ramsey this Saturday. Um, and I, I'm really going to really listen to the, well, I didn't listen to it yet. I had to get it out of my system. Um, and I'm going to listen to it and really see. And usually when you listen, I'm not the best comic in the world. Everybody knows that. But when you listen to the audio, you know where you went wrong. <laughs> like you just, you either added on to a joke that didn't need it. It's like, you know, you like Dan, I became Daniel Jones. That's what happened there. I just made some bad plays in there. But I, you know what? I, I finished strong. My last two bits went well. So, but part of me on the ride home, I was like, oh my God, I suck. I suck. You know, like I got all these headlining gigs coming That's up. That's normal. That's normal. Yeah, it's That's normal. But you know, it's normal, but it still sucks. Yeah. You know, normal suck. I also got to give a shout out. A guy from my high school, Bobby Valone from Colonia High, he showed up. I hadn't seen him in 35 years. He's, he's, he lives up in Fishkill up there. And he's like, hey, bro, what's going on? I'm like, he brought his wife, another couple. Um, matter of fact, I got a, I sent him a, a call. I didn't hear back from him yet. But uh, it was nice to reconnect with him. He was also a beta brother at Rutgers. And I was at Kappa Sig. And we hated, absolutely hated beta. 
but I liked him. He's from Colonia, and there was always girls in there. So like, I would I would not wear my. Uh, so is that like a Revenge of the Nerds vibe? You were yeah the, yeah you yeah. were the so Kappa. I would like take off my Kappa Sig shirt and sneak in the back. And uh, so no one really knew uh, who I was, but still, cause it's some, there were some brothers in our house that were like, we don't go into beta. We, and I'm like, no, we go where there's beer and women. Was it, la- Lambda? They, was it yeah, Lambda? Like, yeah, from, yeah, from like Lambda. The no, they weren't, they, they weren't Lambda. Fiji was more like Lambda, but beta was, uh, was uh, four houses down. But I always thought they had good parties, had some nice guys in there. And uh, but some brothers like, I, I'm not stepping a foot in there. I'm like, dude, when any frat that eliminates like beer and, and dancing and meeting women, what what what's in your charter? I mean, I'm not, it's like, you know, the purpose of being when you go and socialize in college to me is meeting people. You know, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to be sexist, but meeting people and having some beers and, you know, and relaxing a little bit. Of course, I did that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but still, uh, he was a beta brother. He's going to get a kick out of me busting his balls. Um, but I, I pulled it off, so we, we I got the job done. And I look forward to this week for the Ramsey Girls softball team. I'm doing a charity for them, and I also got a gig on the 23rd in Scott's Plains. I got a gig. Uh, I got gigs all over the place. I'm going to be posting everything online. I got a big show in Springfield, New Jersey on October 21st and 22nd. I need my peeps to show up for that one. Maybe you'll have a night off, Chris. Come see me. Um, It's at a really cool comedy club, the Comedy Cove. I love Gene over there. I'll be headlining for the first time at really a regular comedy club. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, So that should be fun. Last week was also a big week for my daughter. She started eighth grade, big eighth Mm. grade. She looked adorable. She put a little more makeup on. She got a little more ready than she normally did. She's getting older. I hate it. I wish I could shrink wrap her to make her like five years old again, but she's getting bigger. Um, And it was cool because on Friday I said to her, I said, Hey, there was two games going on. Now people that know my show, Don Bosco is literally in Ramsey and they're one of the best high school uh, football programs in the country. And they send, I bet they probably send, I bet they probably send at least six players a year to D1 schools at least. And they were playing St. Joe's, who's two towns over. And St. Joe's sends like six to 10 guys. The McCourty brothers are from there. And they were playing each other. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask my daughter if she wants to go. She's in eighth grade, even though she's not in high school. Do you want to go up to the high school football game in town? I think it's important you go. And she said, oh, I want to do that. Some friends of mine. So of course I dropped her off there and we, I sat in the stands, but she was definitely like roaming around talking to groups of guys with her friends and groups of girls. And uh, it was pretty nice to see that she was acting like a normal teenager. You know, I loved it. Uh, And of course, Ramsey won, but the thing I got to take away from uh, Chris, when's the last time you went to a high school football game? Probably like two years ago. It's a lot okay. different from what I'm used to. Okay, that's for sure. well, listen, I don't. You're gonna you're gonna laugh in my face when I start talking about this. I can't believe how good the field goal kickers are in high school now. Yeah, dude, let me tell you something. I don't even know if this field goal kicker well, those, Ramsey is that, good. those teams. No, no, no. This is Ramsey. Oh, this okay, is not okay. Bosco. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is Ramsey, and it, and if your kid's really good, you send him to Bosco. Dude, this kid was like casually. Casually, like on kickoffs, kicking it to the five, like, and then on field goals, like a yeah, thirty-three yard, good, like, and a deep one. And they went for a long kick at the end. They went for like at the end of the half, 
they went for like a 42 yarder. And I was like, this is, this is like an NFL kick right here. And he drilled it because it made that loud noise when you're at the game. It got blocked. So he probably hit it too low. But let me tell you something. You could tell that like if, if it didn't get blocked, that thing was going through. You know what I mean? And then the other team wasn't that good, Lakeland. And um, I noticed their kicker. He went out for like a field goal or an extra point, whatever it was. I'm like, this kid casually just bangs one in. It used to I'm be like, like like most schools just had to go for two. You had to go for the two. Now, I <laughs> listen, maybe um, – uh, I'm looking, trying to look in the chat board here. If anybody can bust my chops, I I think the greatest improvement in high school football in the last 30 years is the field goal kicking. I guess they take soccer kids now. I have no idea. All I know is it's it's to me unbelievable. And then we had, um, of course, we had Ramsey Day. It was a festive weekend here at Shea. I had to go early in the morning and help the Knights of Columbus set up. I was doing my charity work. Uh, we had to set the fryer up and put the oil in. I was doing, I'm saying, what the hell am I doing? I don't know nothing about fryers and oil. <laughs> you have to drain the other oil. It was nuts, but it was cool. There's a lot of guys who work really hard and they raise a lot of money for charities, which is cool. But the big thing I did this weekend as well is you heard about the Southern Cross reunion thing I've been talking about. I, I that was did. at the Osprey on Sunday. Yes, yes. Dude, now listen, I'm old. You're young. You don't get it, but. It was an awesome time. I um, The band was great. And these are older guys now. They were by far, they were, I shouldn't say by far, but like them and Twisted Sister were the best two bands in the tri-state area in the uh, late 70s and early 80s. It was like a 10-year run, we'll say, in there. Um, and uh, Twisted Sister did the heavier rock and roll, put on a show, but Southern Cross just did badass Southern rock. Almonds, Hatchet, Skinner, Tucker, Charlie Daniels, you name it, they did it. But all these guys, they're not just like a cover band. They were like badasses. They had original songs. And they did this show. Over 500 people showed up. The Osprey stayed hoping just for this event. Uh, we pre-gamed at my brother's. He had about 20, 25 people there. And then there must have been li literally 40 people from Colonia in the audience. Now, I had to MC and, and bring him out on stage. So I went to the green room. Like, guys, what do you want me to do? And I'm thinking... Nobody wants to see my fat ass up there. They want to, they're there to see the band, you know? So I tried to think, um, uh, what, what can I do? And so I said to him, I said, Hey, we got to mention nine 11. Cause it was nine 11. And dude, when I, I got upstairs, I was like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the, welcome to this reunion. I didn't say the name of the band. I made sure I didn't do that. I was like, you know what? Special day today, you know? And I said, I think we should do a moment of silence. And since, there was no one under that audience under 55. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, if you were there, you would have been like, like people would have gave you like a milk carton to go have some milk. That's how young you would have looked. Dude, when I said moment of silence, I swear to God, bro, you couldn't hear. I could hear myself breathing. Like, and it was instant. It was like a little moment of silence. I took my hat off. Dude, it was like, bang. And then I, as, as it's going on, I'm like, wait a minute. I've never done a moment of silence. Like, how long do you go? <laughs> I was like, is it just a moment? Well, you know, but you know, in your head, you're like, you're like, but dude, you could see, I couldn't believe it was not, it was the quietest. I, it was like being in the middle of the night in a closet. And then I, I said, all right, thank you. Put the hat back in. Everybody cheered. I said, God bless America. And then I just said, you know, I said some nice things about the band, which is true, how they're nice guys and how I pretty much said, uh, I don't remember everything I said, but I pretty much said like, hey, you know, this band played. We were we were younger. We had more hair. We had no guts. We were in the prime. And this band really gave us a lot of enjoyment. And they're great guys. And I, I set it up with them in the back room. I said, listen, 
Once I say Southern Cross band, I want to I want to hear the, I want to hear the drummer sticks going, man. You know what I mean? I don't want like it's got to be the Southern Cross band. Bum, 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 and you go. You know what I mean? And they totally nailed it. They went into um, Southbound by the Allman Brothers. Uh, but Michael Tiny Dykes, uh, Joe Pruitt, Sonny Pruitt, um, and Gary Ross, and I, I'm blowing the kid's name behind the head. I have a kid drummer because the other one passed away, sadly. But this is for my Southern rock fans. This was their set list. I, I know this is this is my podcast. I get to do what I want. They did Southbound, opened up. They did Sweet Home Alabama, Jessica. They did South's Gonna Do It Again by Charlie Daniels. They did Layla, which is awesome. Can't You See by Marshall Tucker. They did their original song, Free, which is great. Blackberry Wine, another original, great one. All available on iTunes, by the way. Um, they did, uh, what else? They did Grey Ghost. Um, they did Funky Junkie by Charlie Daniels. Now, the song Funky Junkie, I want you to check out that song by Charlie Daniels. And you'll, even if you're just a rock music fan, you're going to be like, wow, that's a great song. I played it for people that didn't know it was Charlie Daniels. And they're like, wow, who's playing? This is awesome. They'd learned it just for me and my brother for years online. We used to say, funky junkie, funky junkie. They did it. They did One Way Out by the Almonds, Elizabeth Reed by the Almonds, which me and my brother thought was one of the best songs of the night. There goes another love song by the Outlaws, Lady Killer, another original sounded great. Play Me a Song by another original. They did This Old Cowboy by Marshall Tucker. They did Green Grass and High Tides Forever, which you probably know that song. Um, they did Whipping Post. They did Blue Sky, which, of course, I was ready to tear up because that's me and my daughter's song. You're my blue sky. You're my sunny day. Um, they did Knoxville Girl, which was from the Outlaws. Uh, they did Ghost Rider. No, I didn't do Ghost Riders. Uh, they did um, Stay Alive, which they initially, after they did Freebird, was their encore. I was like, wait a minute. Jimmy Palumbo Show. Opening credits. That's Stay Alive. You have to do... You got to do something. You know what I mean? So I'm yelling out, stay alive, stay alive. And then they pretty much closed out the show with stay alive, which is awesome. So a big shout out. You know, it was great. I got to drink and I had a few drinks. I admit it. I stayed at my brother's house. I got to, I got to hang out with my, all my five, my sister, my brother, my cousin, Michael, my cousin, Joey, my cousin, John, everybody from the class of Colonia from like 78 to 85. Um, and it was just like reliving the past. Now, listen, does every song sound exactly like it did back in the day? But there's something about going back in time every once in a while and saying, wow, this was pretty cool. Uh, and we just had a blast. The whole family was there. It was really cool. Um, and now it's time. So a big shout out to them. But now I'd like to shout out the Pine Tar Bar and Grill. That's right. I got I to gotta get my notes out for this one. Pine Tar Bar and Grill in downtown Fork and River, 121 South Main Street. 609-489-4286. Go say hello to my buddy Tommy. They got all the big games there. They got TVs out the wazoo. Inside, outside. They got they got cornhole there. They got beer pong, karaoke. Go check it out. Pine Tar Bar Grill.com. Go check it out. Now, let's discuss a couple other things, Christopher. Are you watching House of Dragons? No. I have no time. My life is... I know that. I know that. In shambles. And I, and I wish I had no time. Um, uh, this show to me is just, I'm watching it because I'm watching it. Uh, it's just missing for me. Uh, nobody big got killed yet. Um, I just don't get it. But um, I'm still watching it. Uh, I just think it's, I don't know, I think it's missing. Um, and they still do this creepy 
incest thing. I don't understand. Get off of that. Who cares? That was a shitty part of the show, the original Game of Thrones. The other thing we got to mention, Queen Elizabeth II. Now, I know it's been on the air every hour since then, but we're a little late. Listen, man, when I was watching this show, The Crown, which is one of the best shows ever, I kept on saying, and this lady's still there. It's mind-boggling to me how this woman, 1952 or 54, she took over. It's 52. Crazy. Um, she did a, a wonderful job. Uh, she, uh, you know, she made mistakes along the way, but wow, just what a, what a, it's, she's the last of the icons. There's nobody left. We, I, who would you think would be another icon that could die? Maybe Paul McCartney. Um, maybe Mick um, Jagger. Mick Jagger, maybe. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, even one of the presidents, uh, maybe Trump. I don't even know, but this was the queen. Unreal. Um, a testament to her. Of course, I can't stand Harry and Meghan Markle. And um, my mother got in a vicious argument. She loves Meghan Markle. I can't stand her. The queen is dead. Long live the queen. No, long live the king. King Charles. I think he's going to do a good job. I don't know the political. And it, was, and it wasn't Reggie Jackson that did it. Yes, it wasn't. Uh, it's very funny. Great reference there. But listen, shout out to Queen Elizabeth. You have to. She's been on. Uh, I, uh, my mother was 13 when she took over. I mean, come on now. So listen, I know you got to go. We'll keep it a short one today. Um, my voice is getting sore. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening in live. I want to thank everybody. Please go to Instagram, Patreon, and follow me and all that different stuff. And I will see you next week with a very special guest. Thanks a lot, Chris. We'll see you right, next I'll week. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. You got it, buddy. I'll text you. Where have you come from? Where have you gone?